trick-or-treating on Halloween night? That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, tell me about it. It's already been quite an eventful evening. Some creep slipped a videotape into Timmy's candy bag while we were trick-or-treating. A videotape? You should see what's on it. Turning it off. It's too violent for the two of you. Do you think that clown was real? No, it's just make-believe. Demons, witches, monsters, that, that doesn't exist. Please! The killer's out here! He's following me! Who's following you? Once again, to the whole damn enchilada podcast, reunited, reunited at last with my co-host Ryan Inman. Couldn't make it last time. He's here today, though, so this one probably won't suck as bad as last time. How you doing, Ryan? Mm, still bummed out. I wasn't with you last week. <laughs> so jealous of Ricky, huh? You see those pictures with the uh, with the Lauren Reed Taylor all hugging up on him and everything? I don't know what you're referring to, sir. <laughs> Yeah, the, the ladies was loving them, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> Amy Steele, all of the... Uh, mm. Yeah, it was a good time, good time. But uh, probably the one of the one of the best parts was the next, the next day we went back to Blairstown Diner and I got my uh, my handsome diner guy photo up there. But see, I, I, I didn't look at it until I got home. Mm. Brian Emanizer, South Jersey Jason, he didn't sign it. I guess autographs were extra. Ooh. Fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen him and Dave Brown. He's got to pay for all the cosplay here somewhere. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen him and Dave Brown at the diner the next day. I didn't hear that. I didn't know Dave Brown was there. I saw that Crazy Ralph showed up. Oh, Crazy Ralph, yes. (laughs) And uh, Dave, he makes um, this beard balm stuff. He gave me, he makes Mm. it himself. He gave me that since I got the beard going on. And then I ran into... Your guitarist from Dislim. You did. Did not even realize it was him until I got back and you were showing me pictures. I was like, hey, Mike was there. Mike Connors. Yeah. Shout out to you, Mike. 
I was like, oh, it's a small world. Yeah, crazy, he, crazy shit. He texted me a bunch of the similar photos that you did the next day because he went Saturday. Yeah, he went Saturday. Yeah, he, was, he went for breakfast before the camp. Yeah. When, when I ran into him. So he basically had the same day you did just a day later. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, good times. It was, it, was, it was a great time at the camp. I, I want to thank the those who uh, decided they would not want to be named for the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't say who I got the tickets from, but it was a great thing and... Don't worry, we're we're gonna pay it forward in some way, shape, or form. That was how we do? Very, very nice of that individual or individuals, and I don't Whoever was say involved. who it is, but I know <laughs> that was very, very, very generous. Yeah, and good. I wish I could have joined, but I couldn't. But for good reason. Yes, it, for good reason. And it kind of ties into this show a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't talk about my personal life or work on the show. Yeah, people, we can. People don't care, but just one little thing. Yeah. I got promoted at my job. You know, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. I work for a small local company, and there are about 65 locations. Each location has a store number. The store number where I'm at now is number 68. I used to work at number 36, and I got promoted to the position I wanted, and guess what the store number is? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's 13. You're absolutely correct. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So it sort of ties in, so that's why I wanted to mention that. So, yeah, I'm now... A, a uh, supervisor at store number 13. That is fantastic. I work fantastic. For, which will not be named. <laughs> so, we're, here, we're going to review, um, today we're going to review, um, since next week, I'm going up to Michigan to meet David Howard Thornton mm. at Screamers mm-hmm. in uh, Clinton, I, I don't know, go online, Screamers, Screamers Costume Shop on Facebook and you'll get the address and everything. He's going to be there with the pale little girl from part two and uh so i decided we wanted to review uh we wanted to review some art the clown stuff but ryan hadn't seen any either one of the movies no. so i wanted him to start with uh with, with with all hallows eve even though that wasn't david howard thornton no it was, uh, it was mike, mike gianelli gianelli yes yeah. mike gianelli so we'll get to the other ones later and we'll see how ryan thinks about those so that's what we're that's what we're here for today. That's what we're going to talk about. But before that, did you um you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I do. I have some uh, p- a little piece of Friday the Thirteenth news that's kind of going around. Okay. Making the rounds on ye old social media. On, on the on the internets and Google's and yeah, YouTube's. On those things. And again, like you say, I, I read on the internet, so it has to be true. It has to be. It has uh, to be. The first thing is there's I guess it's rumor and innuendo, but again, I think there's probably a, at least a grain of truth to it. Yes. There's a new Friday the 13th game allegedly in the works. Yeah. Uh, per Harry Manfredini. He said that he had done some work on the music already for the game. And I would find it hard to believe that he actually physically put work into it if he hadn't at least had some sort of compensation. Oh, yeah. He ain't working for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and if they're to the point where they're compensating him for score, that means it's going to be seriously in development. Well, that, that yeah, that's cool. The, the last game was a really cool concept. It just was so, I mean, like I suck at multiplayer games, and it, so if you were good at multiplayer games, it was probably really cool. I would like just more of a story in the game myself. I, if they I, had that, I would have been much more happy with it. I played Living Fuck. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> current, well, I guess you could say the current game. It's only what, six years old or something. Um, yeah, when it came, it came out what, like twenty seventeen something, like that. something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, but that's uh. Another thing in the news, their license for that game to sell it expires December 31st of 23 this year. Yeah, and that leads uh, 
since since that license is expiring, that leads to believe one to believe that that license has been picked up by somebody else. It's, it's true, and that kind of <laughs> adds in right. to the speculation when Harry talking about making music for a game, and all of a sudden that license expires, and somebody else probably bought it. Hmm. Uh, and the servers for that game will be shut down December 31st, 2024. Right. So and even if you already own the game, or if you buy it in the meantime, you're only going to be able to play it, the multiplayer part at least, yeah. until that point. Right. You can still go to the virtual cabin and do the single player, the like 10 little missions. Oh, so I'll still be able to do all the same shit I've been yeah, doing, because yeah, I don't play the multiplayer yeah. game because I suck. Yeah, it's only the online, <laughs> it's only the online portion that will be shut down. Right, and I hear there's still like full lobbies for that. Yes, know? there are. I haven't yeah, played in a few months because I, I again I've been fighting for this goddamn promotion. I, yeah, you I, have. Yeah, yeah. It's paid off finally, but still. So I haven't really been gaming on the weekends too, because uh, that's my only real downtime, and I just I gotta have a personal life. So right I just haven't been gaming that much. But the last couple of times I had played some sessions, I've been playing with a big group of the same guys since like day one. I actually right. met so many people. Like, playing that game that are just great people. And, yeah, the last time we all got together and played several months back, and we played all night, and we had no problem finding full lobbies. Hell yeah, hell So yeah. it's still active. Right on. And that's Friday the 13th, the game, uh, Gun Media, that one, that game. Right on. I, I recently picked up an NES to play my Freddy vs. Jason hack game, and that's been going pretty cool. The kid likes it. <laughs> you start as Freddy Krueger instead of a counselor, and... Instead of like the little zombies or whatever that would pop up in the meantime, they're camp counselors and you kill them. And you start with like an a- actual Freddy's claw, which is like probably stronger than the machete was sure. in the game. Yeah. So, like, you no know, throwing rocks at motherfuckers yeah. or anything. So you could immediately just start seeking out Jason. And then I still suck really bad at that because I'm not very good at video games. I never have been. I like to play. But, um,. Yeah, even with all that, like, you probably would beat it the first time. I, I can kill Jason twice. I don't know. I never beat the original NES version, the, the regular but version. You'd be, you'd be playing this with a souped-up character, though, so That's you might true. be, you know what I mean? Instead of <laughs> the Freddy ain't no joke. Instead of a schlub counselor number one, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you get yeah. six ver- six different Freddies, so, oh you, you, know, so you have six of the best you can be in the game. So, like, yeah, I bet you most people would beat it in, like, one try, but just give me, I suck, but Just give fun. me the Dream Warriors, Freddy, and I'll run through it. Oh, speaking of Dream Warriors, did <laughs> you yeah. see my new shirt? Did I did. see in there? Yeah, I did. I saw yeah. you uh, post a picture of it online. Yeah. The X-Men, X-Men number one cover? And Kincaid is the best character. Yeah, and he's got to be Beast. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> All righty, then. So, what we're here for? We're the, 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 the All Hallows' Eve, which was... Um, a, uh, what do you call it? An anthology That's movie right. came out 2013. Was October 29th, 2013, I believe. Oh, is the day. Yeah, it's a kid's birthday, I think. I think, yeah, it was October. Don't correct me if you. It was October. This. I'm never right. There's yeah. so many of them. I get them all fucked up. Ricky, how old are you? No, again? not Ricky's birthday. That's <laughs> oh, no. uh, that, that's Eric's birthday. That's Eric's birthday. <laughs> I think. That's the only kid of yours to not appear on the podcast yet, although he's, he's done, done work, he's behind, done the work behind the scenes. Yes, exactly. he's helped us with the audios and stuff. And so all 14 of Rick's kids <laughs> have <laughs> somehow <laughs> contributed to this in one way or the other. Some for the positive and most for the positive, and then there's Donald. But then that's another story. <laughs> with, with the lowest rated episode ever. That's right. <laughs> Even the episode you filmed in the car would sound like you're in a wind tunnel. Oh, yeah, that was, that was another thing I wanted to talk about, man. 
we talked. I talked about it. If you bothered to listen to one without Ryan, which wasn't very good, but it I sounded listened good. To it. it did sound good. It did. But but yeah, we on the way up, I decided to just. It's like a seven-hour trip. I got about seven, eight hours worth of podcasts. So we'll start from the beginning. Listen to them all the way up. Boy, yeah, I was bad, and the sound was bad, and just the content was bad. So once again, I want to thank everyone that put up with that shit. Everyone that stuck with us from then. <laughs> but I think we're kind of finding our groove now, man. I think it's sounding a lot better, and all the review episodes have been good. And this is a review episode, so this will probably be good, too. Maybe it will. We'll see. Like I said, we don't strive to be the best. We strive to not suck and just be mediocre. As long as we're the least worst, that's Dude, okay. That's it. That's, that's it. So, so the movie came out October 29, 2013, you said, right? 2013. 2013. Directed by Damien Leone. Yes. Uh, he had uh, directed short films before, and ironically, those short films are part of this anthology. Two of them are, yeah. Um... Did he direct anything else? Do you know of? I don't know. I don't know a lot about. I I don't think I tried to find different things, and I only. I'm not sure, but I'm. Okay, so this movie came out October 29, 2013. It was directed by Damien Leone, who before this didn't do much but shorts. Two of the shorts happened to be in this movie, which were the only two shorts he directed before this movie. Okay. And then there was another movie in between there, and then he did the two Terrifiers, but the two shorts that are in this are The Ninth Gate and uh, Terrifier, the Terrifier short, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of big-name actors in this one, uh, um, but uh, but I think you have to watch this before you get to the Terrifier movies, though, and like I said, Ryan hadn't seen either, so... So, um, as you told me to jump into this movie first before, yeah, yeah, because and you'll see, you'll see why when you see the other ones. Because I think if you see the other ones first, it just desensitizes you to this one, and then I, I think you wouldn't like this one as much. Yeah. I don't know if you did like it, we, we, we'll get to that, yeah. <laughs> again, no, Rick, you gave me no spoilers in the movie, and so far, I've given you no spoilers to my thoughts on this, right? Movie. Okay, so, so when we got cut off. You were bringing up a thing about the mm-hmm. the, 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 the premise, the where, premise of yeah, the movie yeah. with the the videotape and the yeah, yeah, the whole premise of the mystery VHS tape. You know, mm-hmm. just, just discovered this mystery VHS tape is a very interesting yet not original idea, and it gave me a memory of being a kid and I used to watch the great true crime show Unsolved Mysteries. It was a great show. We every everybody watched it. That was it back before everybody had cable. Yeah, you know, so it was NBC, man. Yeah, it was like destination viewing. Everybody, yeah, prime time, like Mm -hmm. eight o'clock on NBC. It it was that, and I think that went. Oh no, the other the was Unsolved Mysteries, and then you had, like, Adam Walsh's shit. Oh, Adam, uh, yeah, America's Most I think that was on um, Fox. John Walsh, yeah, that was also... Oh, yeah, Adam Walsh was his kid. Yeah, the one who was beheaded. Yeah. (laughs) But nevertheless... By Otis Tool. (laughs) At at least that's the way they closed that case so many years later. But again, I'm a huge true crime fan, so all that shit I know about. But yeah, there's a particular episode of the old Unsolved Mysteries when we were kids that that came out where this family's car breaks down and they're on the side of the road and they're walking, you know, to go get like gas or help or whatever it was. That's not important, but they're just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're walking and they just see a strange VHS tape just sitting on the ground in the middle of the side of the highway. So they pick it up and they take it home and they watch it. And on the tape, it's like a tape of like a house... And, like, some buildings, like, 
in flames, like burning down. That's fucking crazy. And a guy's voice going like, look at it, Omar, look at the flames. flames." (laughs) And he starts like chanting like satanic stuff. And this is real. This isn't a movie. This is for real. They actually play clips. I'm going to have to look into it. Oh, yeah, you can get it. You can stream. uh, Tubi. Tubi, where you watch this movie, they have the whole series. They do, as does Amazon uh, Mm -hmm. Instant. Amazon Prime Video has it as well. Yeah, we got that. And even on YouTube. The original Robert Stack clips are up on YouTube as well uh, via FilmRise. Shout out to FilmRise for that. Right on. So yeah, they're in. Uh, so that's where like the I just immediately random mystery VHS with creepy shit on it. It just <laughs> made me think of that. And that segment came out in either the late eighties, early nineties, like between eighty nine and ninety one. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't expired by that. So, and bonus, bonus, bonus mm-hmm. for you. Okay. In that Unsolved Mysteries clip, it's a Hispanic family in California. This is where the it takes place, and it was filmed. They're walking you know, along, and they find the tape. The little boy, the son of this family, is wearing a baseball cap, and it's Cleveland Indians cap. <laughs> and I didn't even look that up. I just fucking remember that detail. That's crazy. <laughs> so I knew if you watched it, you would have noticed that anyway. So, but yeah. Let's get to the movie. <laughs> just, to the movie. Yes. To the main course. But that was, uh, it just reminded me of that, because mm-hmm. I'm such a big fan of Unsolved Mysteries, so mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, the whole mystery VHS thing, it was interesting. Like I said, yet not original, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I dug that. And, and it's just something you could see happening. Yeah, the setup, too, the setup too, with the babysitter and the kids was okay. I th- the babysitter, she, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. The kids are okay. And she, uh, I, I, her name escapes me right now, but she is in um, Terrifier 1 and 2 as a as a totally different character. Her name is Katie McGuire. Okay. That is the name of the go. actress. I do mm-hmm. have that down here. I didn't do a whole cast list because this is an anthology and I don't want to give anybody top billing. I guess you could technically say she's the lead because she's the only person she's throughout, throughout, the, throughout whole the whole thing. Correct. So it's Katie McGuire. And she's pretty good. Um, actually, she's really good. I think. Yeah, the kids are okay. You know, and usually oh, the, with, the kids were good. With, I, I like the kids because like, which we'll get into. You know, it it made the ending a little bit more palpable, palatable, palatable. Because <laughs> those kids were kind of assholes. One one thing, especially though, the boy. <laughs> before we even get into these short films, okay. One thing I thought it was a, and again, I don't know if I like this or not. I thought it was a very interesting choice to show, to cut back and forth between the two kids and the babysitter watching these films. Mm -hmm. To actually show them on screen their reactions to some of the... I don't know if I like that or not, but it was just an interesting choice from Mm -hmm. the director's standpoint, I think. What do you think of that? No, I did did like that. You did? I did like that. Any particular reason? Yeah, I just... Because, again, those are the only three characters that are throughout the whole thing, so Mm -hmm. it gave you some time to, to... for, to get a little bit of development for them and to show showing their reactions, how they felt about this movie. And the kid was kind of into it at first. The little boy later, was all about it. Kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, what the fuck? And she was, what the fuck from the beginning? The little boy wanted to watch the whole thing. Yeah, he wanted to watch the whole thing. And then and then, he, then he decided, she decided for him that, that maybe that's not a great idea. <laughs> like the little girl acts tough, like at the beginning, but yeah, then but just then softens she was not. up. She yeah. was not. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, on to the first segment, and that was called the ninth, the ninth circle, circle, something like that. I think it's the ninth circle. I always say the ninth gate. Yeah, that's a but that's a totally different movie. Yeah. I think Johnny Depp's in that, didn't he? I think so. Who knows? 
It's a different movie. Ninth Circle. And um, I found that uh, I found that on YouTube. I posted it was like the first thing I posted to the Facebook page ever. And it was in I want to say it was in Italian originally. Or on there it was anyway. And you can't find an English copy of it. No. And that wasn't subtitled either. But watching that in Italian, you still got the gist of it. You didn't even need to know the exactly what they were saying. Yes. But in this, you got to see what they were saying. Some of it was cut from the original short film. If you want to see the original short film, uh, try to find it on YouTube. That's where I found it. If you can't find it on YouTube, go to our Facebook page. It's it's on there somewhere. It's one of the first posts ever. So Yeah, the Ninth Circle. Ninth that Circle. Is it. I had to double check that because they don't tell you that in the movie. It's just on this tape that they happen to find. And this um, is where we're first, first introduced to Art the Clown. We are. And... I think it was interesting. Yeah. And right away, though, right after the you know the scene with him, he's kind of charming at first, Art the Clown. Absolutely. But then as soon as he drugs her and she falls asleep, he's just done. Yes. Yeah. There's just... Because th- th- this one was more about the, the supernatural mm-hmm. things that were going on. And right away, as soon as she wakes up and she's in chains, mm-hmm. you know... Like basement type thing. Yeah, I got a total Ariel Castro vibe. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, <laughs> like so weird. Ariel Castro. And you this, looked that up. It's a Cleveland thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was a worldwide thing. For I know. A short yeah, time, but we but, we know more about yeah. it than you know other people that might be listening to. But definitely, Brian. You and Jared, uh, you guys like to do the true crime things. You might want to might want to check that out. I'm sure they're very familiar with it. Mm. Yeah. If you're if not, if not, yeah, get with me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit more about. It. You might want to dive into it because that's that's some sounds like some you guys like to do. <laughs> well, yeah, I got that vibe right off the bat, and then I'm like doing the math in my head, and this short film came out kind of right around the time that those girls were found. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, yeah actually, kind of adds up a little bit, yeah. Because I think this was 09, and then this thing was obviously 2013, but right. this Ninth Circle was shot in 09. So it was somewhere in that yeah. window between It's, it's been over 10 years. Yeah, definitely over 10 years. So, but yeah, I thought this first segment was interesting. I don't, I'm not saying good or bad, it's interesting. And one thing you got to remember is, is all, all of these films were, the, he didn't have any money. He didn't have any money, Here so you you have to. I mean, but you got you, you got to you know you got to put it out there. You know he he wasn't you know no million dollar budget. I, I would be surprised if these were five figure budgets. You know, I have no. I have, if you look at IMDb, it says he had a five hundred thousand dollar budget. I know that's not true because Terrifier two had a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, and of course he got way more money to do that than he did anything previous to that. He will be getting a $5 million budget for Terrifier 3. That's crazy. And that is going to be crazy. Once you see Terrifier 1 and 2, you're going to, what he did with that money, it's going to be pretty pretty sick to see what he could do with $5 million. I just hope it doesn't end up being like too much for him and he gets too far away from who he is and what he is. But that remains to be seen. See, now, the whole angle with the clown aside, this whole deal after that, there is some kind of a vision to this first short film, which is why I did find it interesting. And I'll probably just go ahead and say it right off the bat. I actually like this first short film better than all of them. Oh, really? I did. See, if I was a betting man, I'd say you would like the second one better. Well, we'll get to that one. Okay. Um, I definitely like the first segment the best of the mm. three. 
that's not to say how much my, I liked my, or my, disliked yeah, the right, others. Exactly. In my opinion, this was probably my least favorite of the three segments. Uh, I could. See I just that. think it because it was just, and it's. It might be a reason you liked it, just how raw it was. It is bizarre. There are things I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into rapey things. Yeah, no, at no, all. No, me neither. At all. It, that that's like like the one thing. Like I let my kids watch anything, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like if there's rape scenes and stuff, that's where I, I get kind of. I'm, I'm glad. I don't it, know. I don't want to. I don't want them to see this. I'm glad it. Saw a bitch in half, that's fine, but <laughs> I'm just glad. forcing yourself onto other yeah. people, I think that that's worse than murder. Yeah, I'm not into rapey things at all, so I'm kind of glad that the sexuality part of to the end of this was not gratuitous. Yeah. Will you get the point of what's yeah. going on? The devil wants to drink the blood of the unborn and mm. keeps procreating with more victims to harvest the blood of the unborn, I guess, is what it is. And in the in the original short, there was like way more scenes with the demons and mm-hmm. crazy dark characters. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's a, again the only the only copy I can find is in Italian, or okay. I assume is Italian. I don't speak Italian. Some some Latin based language that is I it, don't speak. Is it subbed? No, no subs. No. Okay. You can but since you already it. seen this yeah, one, yeah, and and it really, I watched it before. Did I see this first? I did see this first, mm-hmm. but I did, I didn't even realize that it was the same short when I watched it. And I knew everything that was going on just because of the the acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything's there, you know, and like you could really follow along without even knowing what they're saying. The little bit, and it was only a couple of minutes where it was just the three girls mm-hmm. talking um, and trying to formulate this plan. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was probably my favorite thing, like acting wise. Yeah, at least two of the three I thought were pretty damn good. And uh, we're showing their intensity on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, again, it's not my favorite thing, the premise, but I understand where the director's going with this. There's a vision to it, and I get it. It's not something I would have made, but I get it. Mm-hmm. So I, I did I did enjoy this one. I did. All right. So then, then after they play that... They flash back to the kids, and this is where she says, "You know, fuck this. Time you guys are bed. going to bed. Yeah. You guys, I should, I probably shouldn't have let you watch this. I, you know, I'm probably a bad babysitter for that." So she puts them to bed, and then she starts watching. Um, doesn't isn't she watching um, George Romero? Yeah, that's Night of the Living Night Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. yeah, there's clips of that interspersed. Yeah, throughout, and that's a common thing. A lot of people might not know this. That film slipped through the cracks years ago and fell into the public domain. So anybody, oh. anybody can use it. Oh, so he didn't have... Nope. With his low budget, it nope. didn't cost him anything to sample and use it. That's oh, good. Oh, no. That film's been in public domain for over 20 years. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's why I've seen that in other things, like in the background or whatever. I, I see. I always just figured that they used it just because it's so classic and it's just a cool thing. And it slipped through the cracks. And it's something and it's, that they don't have to pay for. No, no, no one does. <laughs> we could literally play clips of it even on something that we're charging money for. Yeah. You can use cool. it as a sample for your band. Right. In, in music. And, and not have to get permission public because domain. it's public domain. That's right. That's pretty cool. I, I don't remember exactly why it slipped through the cracks, which is crazy because George Romero lived a long fucking time after they that movie. died recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that movie's 60 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was a public domain film. So it was just, that's why you see okay. that so often in things like sense. this where normal. Normally, if that's something you would have had to license, there's no way they'd be able to afford it. 
So yeah, she's watching that and then decides to continue watching this tape. Mm-hmm. All right. Curiosity gets the best of her. So we go into the second segment, which I don't know if it has a title or not because it's not one of the three short films. You know what? And I meant yeah. to, to check it out mm-hmm. to see if, the, if I could find the title of it, I, and I didn't. But this one I thought had a little Twilight, and, and I, I've seen like nowhere near as many Twilight Zone episodes as you. I know you're a huge a, Twilight Zone fan. I've only seen 156 episodes of the original Twilight Zone. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is 156 episodes. That's very good. <laughs> And you've probably seen him multiple times. Yes, I have. But um, so to me, it did have a, a, a outer limits Twilight Zone kind of feel, and uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it it wasn't scary, but if I was watching this in a drive-in, I would think you know it seems like a drive-in kind of movie, like an old school kind of feel to it, and the, you know the alien connection and all that. I thought you would like this one the best. All right. Well, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I fucking hated it. <laughs> okay. There you are. I hated it. It, the, it didn't look like a cheap Halloween costume to me. And I, th- I thought that was done deliberately. I yeah. thought it was done deliberately to look like those old 40s, 50s, 60s, however, back in the day movie. But it's not. It's supposed to be a 40s, 60s, back in the day movie. She got cell phones and there's technology. She did, yes. And, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, and then it's, no, you know, no, 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 no. It just, and the way the guy moved in the suit is so fucking strange. Yeah. And it's not creepy. It's just weird. You know? Like, and it was clumsy, too. And not, like, part two Jason, like, yeah. unrefined killer clumsy, just goofy clumsy. It yeah. Was just, it was just silly. It, almost like the guy put on that suit for the first time that day. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and they do a dry it, run. It's but just, again, it's so over, budget. It's but. so over the top. And also, it felt like it went on for fucking Ever. And, and another reason I think he, he, he did it this way is to kind of take you out of what was going on with the first and the third of the shorts because they were so so twisted and crazy that this kind of like was like in wrestling the let me up match. Uh, you know, and, uh, and maybe that's what he was going for. The cool down match. Mm-hmm. The cool down match, yeah. You don't want the cool down match to be half the running time. Uh, yeah, this no, no fucking doubt. thing was as long as the first and the third shorts like combined. Like this thing was 30, <laughs> this thing is like thirty minutes in the middle of a fucking eighty minute movie. Right. You know, it's pretty rough to get through. And there's really only one I mean, I guess the alien the guy in the alien costume is an actor, but there's really only one actor and she's not bad, but just She's not good. No. I I, I, I could concede that. Just, See, I, I didn't think I didn't really think that you'd like it. Like it, I just thought you'd like it because of what they were trying to do and the old school feel of it, and you know. That See, it, I didn't get an old school feel. Yeah, okay, from it at all, okay. like not even a little bit. All right, you know, and and another thing too, it was so blatantly obvious to me when she's on the phone at the beginning that it was going to be Art the Clown on that painting. Yeah, like when it was revealed at the end, it's, yeah. that's. It honestly would have Which been was so the only part he had in this. In right. This and okay. it would have been, like, so much better if it would have been anything else. But then, like, what could it have been, though? Like, what are we... And this one, th- th- this short was actually made for the, the All Hallows Eve movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't made prior. And I think he just felt like he needed something else to put in here. Well, of course. Because the other two aren't long enough. Yeah. And then how entertained can you be... By being yeah, you're kind watching of kids out, for a night, you know, for one night. Yeah. Okay, so we we, we established that Ryan thinks that this part of the movie sucked. I, I, I do, <laughs> I, and, I, and I put complete and utter dreck. Okay. Honestly, in my notes, it just this is 
just bad. So then um, they, they go back to the the, 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 the the little girls having nightmares. She wants to sleep with the little boy, get in there because this movie really fucked her up. And so the, the babysitter is, it, it goes back to watching the movie, right? And the, about where we are, give or take. It's roughly. Yeah. And then the third movie is the original Terrifier that mm-hmm. was a, a short made in 2011 by Damien Leone. And I really, really dug this. I just thought that they were just doing... that It was just so different and so new that, that there was just... It was, it was really, really cool, man. And some really good special effects. I meant to look and see who was doing the special effects. It might be Damien. Because I know Damien does... um. That David Howard Thornton's makeup and stuff, and if David Howard Thornton's at a at a at an appearance, he won't dress as art unless Damon's there with him to apply the makeup. Mm-hmm. So I know Damien does some makeup, so th- it might be him in this. I I don't know, but um, really good special, really good practical special effects on a low 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 budget. You really really like this one? I did. Why? I I just it it was like the most intense of the three. It was the. Well, I don't. I don't. I want to get into all the parts I liked or didn't like. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, you're introduced to Art. He's getting kicked out of the gas station. It's you know kind of funny. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? And they don't really think too much about it, which they probably should have. <laughs> I mean, a guy's finger painting and shit in your bathroom. You probably want to take this a little more serious. But they just boot him in the ass. He runs down the street. The, the girl's running out of gas. She's trying to get somewhere. Actress chick. And then. Um, the, the, the gas station attendant, he leaves because he hears something in the in, in the gas station and goes in there and all of a sudden the girl's hearing all this noise. And when she goes in there, Art's cutting the guy's fucking head off. And it looked fucking good, man. His head looked fucking legit. It, I mean... Yeah, the, the, it looked really good until the close-up of the decapped like, head, just the, the neck up until that one little spot yeah. looked really good. I think the closer it got yeah. to it, the worse it looked, probably mm. because of the budget. Right. But I mean, like. But the shot, the reveal of her discovering that, that was incredible. Right. You know, the, the special effects, practical effects, were very good in that scene. And, the, and then, you know, then she, like, flips out. She leaves there. Her cell phone's going to die because, of course, it is. Mm. She's kind of fucked. He starts chasing her. Um. I, I don't. I, I thought it was like super, super intense, man. Oh, it's definitely intense, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Yeah. And their little fight <clears throat> scene in the barn, uh-huh. and then she somehow gets out of that. Uh-huh. And stabs him. He stabs her. He's beating her with that. He uses that weapon later too in in other movies. That the chain with all the random implements on it. Yeah, there's like the syringe from the first saw. segment. Even <laughs> there was a tie back to the segment yeah. when he drugged the girl in the train station. The it, syringe is that a callback to that? That that's on. It, it's pro- possibly, possibly. Okay. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped into my head when I saw that because when it snaps off, mm-hmm. one of the pieces in it, they like showed like. A split second shot on it, but it felt like it was focusing on that syringe. Be like, oh, remember that from earlier? <laughs> so Art is a demented ass motherfucker. That's he no is. doubt about it. He, he is fucked up. He is, but again, I ask why. And uh, we get into that a little bit in the next two movies, but okay. not really. Because um, to me, they're really going to get into it in the third one, but mm-hmm. in the second one, and that's just so far ahead, we can't even really get into it. All right. Yeah, I haven't um, seen any of these yet, so. But. It, we, we we don't we don't really get why, but we get like kind of how, <laughs> if that See, makes sense. For me though, and I'll, I'll be straightforward. This this was not bad. 
This was not yeah. bad. It wasn't great either for me. No. And, and it's because there is no why. Yeah, the, the why it's, is important. It is. It just, to me, and I'm not, I'm not Mr. White Knight. You know that. Yeah. But this just seemed very misogynistic to me. Okay. It very much did. Because the gas station attendant guy, he just kills him, cuts him up. He's dead. But then this this girl is just put through the worst kind of torture, is maimed and demeaned. Yeah. For what? And and there there is at least one scene in each of the following movies that that that, that are very much like this. But that you probably right, you probably won't. Right. Like. But I'm Most just people saying, do like both of these scenes when when see, these movies come up. Here, not not necessarily in this one, but the one in one and two that you'll see. They're, they're like everybody's favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. To me, they're they're my least favorite part mm-hmm. of the movies, and they'll definitely be yours as well. I see, think. And, and my thing is this, you know, there a lot of horror films. I'm like going on a side. Yeah, it's all good. Slash films, horror films. You know, you have you know the killers, whatever. But if they do something this like this bad to somebody. A lot of times they either maybe not deserved it, but they did something. Yeah. You know, even just the, oh, you were out smoking weed or out having sex or you're in like Jason, you're in my territory. Yeah. You know, this girl did nothing. <laughs> She's not even from the area. She's driving home, right? Yeah. So she has no ties she, to art nothing, or the town or anything. Nothing. And who knows what? How would he know what her personal life is? You know. Mm. And this just this torture that this girl is put through when she wakes up there. Just yeah. If it's just oh, I watch it and I enjoyed it because it's just a shock thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, and that's that's just right. it. A lot of that. A lot of this was okay, shocking right. and intense, and I thought that was cool. Like like when he pulls up on the guy and blows his fucking head off with the nine. Yeah. I mean that's just something you don't see in a horror movie. No, you don't. You know, and if you want like a film that's scary just for the sake of being scary or like intense, okay, you know that's yeah. cool. Because there are a few moments that were legitimately unsettling to me, yeah. you know. And that last reveal of this, it was—I didn't like it. It's extremely unsettling. Yeah, you know, and I don't like it. And I'm because not, it was just seriously, there was—it it, would have been better if you'd have finally just caught her and just offed her. But her waking up, and we'll just go there because you know there's not much else in the mm-hmm. middle of that. There's not. You know, she's missing her arms and legs yes. and carved shit in the room. Yes. Like, there's no reason it just. Yeah, that, that didn't need to be. It didn't even help. It didn't help the movie at all. It's, it doesn't. So had he just finally caught up to her and just slashed her or whatever, and she was just done, it would it would have been a much better ending, I think, and it would have made the movie better. I think this was just unnecessary, especially if it was like right when you think she was finally legitimately right. out of harm's way, right, and just boom, done. But she was, just, and she just drops she, dead. She's never truly out of harm's way though yeah like never he yeah, just there's keeps, not even a tease. he just keeps coming back and i mean that happens in other slasher films and things like that sure but he's just but you always get the hope spot right you do but you don't even <laughs> you don't even get that Dude, you don't miss he's just unstoppable yeah but again why and and, and we don't they get know. into that a little bit in but two. that doesn't but you're matter. so far away but from it doesn't that, yeah. matter though we're reviewing this yeah film. i know i know you know i get it so yeah then we see the end of that and i just and there were parts of it I enjoyed, and some of it was actually shot very well. And there's one thing I really liked about it that we'll get to, okay? Because um, it's going to be in my top five things. Okay. One of the things in this in this segment, actually, two of the things in this segment made my top five, even though it's not my, my least favorite segment of them. The first one was okay. Um, but again, now we have to get to the epilogue. I I thought this was the best shit. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, like, and especially the first time I watched it, which, of course, this isn't the first time you watched it. So, like, when he's, like, tapping on the TV and, like, she, you know, doesn't she unplug the TV? And, like, there's no way this shit could be on. Like the VCR. Yeah. And he's still in there in the TV and then he creeps out of the TV. That shit was fucking scary, man. See, there are two things I hate in, like, horror movies, man. Mm -hmm. And that's anytime either animals or kids are killed. Yeah, and, or and hurt. normally I, like I wouldn't like that, but in like this it. it was okay because it just showed you like everything's fucked up in this movie. I it, mean, it just like it pushes the art character even more over right, the top, cuz you it, never expected that. It, it, no, it, it, but it also again leads me to ask why. You right. Know, and it's even more of a why. And honestly, two films later, we don't know why. <laughs> We really don't. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have a fucking fun time with those. Then I can already tell if it's just more of the same, uh, with no real. The second one answers. Terrifier two kind of explains a how more than a why. How is okay, but no why. How is interesting, and why will get explained in part three. But we got a while to wait for that. It just, I mean, yeah, I hated that the kids were killed. I hated it. I Um, didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. That's okay. I, normally I would, but I just, it was just so shocking. Just, see, again, I mean, different strokes and all. Yeah. Because you hate. It's not something I really just, would just, like. Just normally. like me, I didn't hate How Sweet Dark Meat, and you did. And that's fine. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, my compass goes the other way on other things. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. For me, though, with this one, there's basically four stories. There's, this, there's the right. three films, the, and then, and then the, the real life, the, the babysitter, you know. All four of these stories all have a quote-unquote bad ending. The villain yeah. wins in all of them. Yeah. The bad, oh, yeah. Guy, the bad guy goes over <laughs> every no time. No doubt, no doubt. There, it's kind of a huge bummer in that regard. There's absolutely no redemption for anything. It's just all, all this bad shit's going to happen and you can't stop it. Right on. And it just really put a sour taste in my mouth. You know, was the you know the journey was cool, but the destination sucked. Yeah, and we, we yeah, yeah, all 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 four endings were, were the were the worst part of all four parts. But I like again the ending and the actual ending. I I did like. It was just because you had been through so much fucked up shit that they just made it even more fucked up. Like like they turned it up to eleven, and then it was over. So. I mean, that's pretty much the end of the film. So that is it. I'm going to do my top five and my bottom five. Like there you I go. I normally do my top five favorite things from five and up. Number five is, is Mike Gianelli as Art the Clown. I thought he was very good. He was very good. And I got to find out, I got to do some research on why they did the switch with David Howard Thornton. And mm-hmm. when you see David Howard Thornton, you're going to really like him too mm-hmm. in the role. But I just, I mean, he seemed like he did a great job. Yeah, they definitely. There has they, to be some. They reason. definitely did not replace this guy's because of his performance. No, because I thought no, no way. Especially for a character that doesn't speak, which I I like silent killers. You know yeah. that. Slash, he Michael, was very he was very able to communicate. The, right. Two best slashers to me are Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers, and right. neither one of them said a fucking word, word ever. You like know? seventeen movies, they don't yeah, say exactly. twenty something movies, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Gianelli, I thought was very good. Yeah. yeah, as art for what he had to work with. Now some of the things he did on screen, I didn't like but that's the script yes he played the role very well mm-hmm. number four is the the music of noir deco yeah i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. it was a little different for a horror slasher thing and there's three different segments and all going on and it's different kind of music vibing and then also the epilogue and the prologue 
it has they all have different feels and i thought the guy did very well i think this would have been a very difficult kind of film to score for that reason mm-hmm. because you're trying to get a different feel and i thought he did a really good job and apparently i looked him up he hasn't really done really anything else and that's kind right. of a bummer but i thought the music noir deco again i want to say the name was very good okay Number three is Katie McGuire, who played the babysitter. Yeah, and she's she was, good. She was good. And she's good in the next two, too. She's, yeah, a different character. Though, different character. Right. That's cool. Um, yeah, I thought she did very well, the reactions. And even, and it's very, very hard. A lot of actors, actresses will, will say this. There's a couple of thing of times where she's on screen just on the phone and talking on the phone while acting, they say that's one of the hardest things to do because you're acting by yourself. Right. And There's you're really not another person on the other line to play you're talking against. to. Right. They add that in later, you know, and it's just, that's very hard to do. And I think that was probably the best shit, like right before the second uh, segment mm-hmm. came on. She's on the phone talking to her friend about meeting up later and all that. I thought that was very good. And yeah, she, she was quite good. Uh, number two is the whole premise of the mystery VHS tape. I enjoyed that as a premise. You know, I think mm-hmm. it could have been done a little bit better, but the premise as it was, because it's just like, how did this person get this in the bag? And then this clown is just in the TV, but he's not in the TV. Is this sci-fi? Is this horror? Is this fantasy? Is this yeah. everything? It's probably a little bit of everything. <laughs> but just the premise of it, I thought, was very interesting and very good. Again, not original, but I like Yeah, and normally, normally, especially... But, with, with a lot of things. I like to watch things that could actually happen. And obviously a motherfucker is not crawling out of your TV. No. So, <laughs> but for some reason I did like it. That Did like this. It was yeah, just kind of creepy. Yeah, the premise. You know, and for an anthology it makes sense that mm-hmm. you find a tape with these different stories on it. Yeah, it was so, a good way to, so that, way to set it yeah, up. So that makes sense. So that I really liked. And my number one favorite thing I liked about this whole thing mm-hmm. was the performance of one Marie Mazur. In Terrifier. Okay. The, the the young girl actor, yeah. Yes, I thought she was terrific. She was. She was good. This is the only credit she's ever had. Really? Yes. Is it, you know, I, I tried to look. A lot of these act, actors and actresses didn't do much. She, she's. This is the only credit she's ever had. She never acted before or after professionally. Mm. It's a shame that she didn't pursue it. I think she could have been a damn good, and maybe not even just a scream queen, just something. You know? Yeah. Her her emotions were just real. I felt so much sympathy for this girl <laughs> right. by the end of this thing that mm-hmm. I generally don't feel for characters in horror movies. Right. But, so maybe in that regard, that kind of makes the bad ending a little bit more pal- palatable. You know, like you said, <laughs> palatable. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You got me all tongue-tied yeah. over here. It's because I did feel genuine sympathy for this girl. Because oh, I... uh, it was just so horrific what happened to her. Now my bottom five. Right, and your top five was really good. So I was, I'm kind of thinking we probably should have switched them, but oh well, here mm-hmm. we are. <laughs> Number five, you know, and budget aside, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. You don't get a mulligan. I thought the production was very poor. Okay. It was just the feel of it. I've seen other things shot on shoestring budgets that had a nice production. Victim No More. Victim No More, I knew you were going to say Beautiful, yep. beautiful production. Right. Shout out to you, Bobby. The production on this film was... And he had, a le- he had a less budget. Way less. I'm sure Bobby had way less. And he still uh, made it work. Mm-hmm. The production of this was, was atrocious. Okay. I just did not like it. Uh, number four, the lack of cohesion between the segments in general. It's like, yeah, if you're going to do a pure anthology like, say, Creepshow or something mm-hmm. like that, 
the segments don't tie together and they don't attempt to. But they did attempt right. to tie them together here, and they that did, might have been a mistake. It doesn't work, especially that second one. The second one with the art. Everyone painting. knows it's going to be art on the painting, and and you just I knew it right away, and I've never and seen a single one be. of these, and it didn't need to be. It just was. And it almost it almost seemed forced. Yeah, and it just yeah. It's okay, just, it's just not cohesive. Uh, number three would be the final shot of Terrifier. I did not like that at all. Oh, no, I did not either. That was so unnecessary. It was just so gratuitous. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. But again, I felt so much sympathy for the girl. Again, so. I, like the way we, 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 we decided the ending, like with her looking like she would beat him and she got out of it, yeah. and then all of a sudden she didn't. No. That would have been much better. And, and just, yeah, you didn't need all that. It was just like, I can do this, so I'm going to do this. And the whole cutting off the limbs and all mm-hmm. that, yeah, unnecessary. Uh, number two would be the kids being killed at the end. Okay. I know you did like that. I yeah. Did, I did not at all. It's just, it was just unnecessary to me. Even just a little jump scare at the end or something, I think, mm. would have been just as cool. And, I mean, yeah, if you're just going for shock, you know, and, and that's it, I get it. Just be upfront about it and don't say you're trying to be artistic because there was absolutely nothing artistic about finding the kids' heads just severed like that. There's not. And my number one least favorite thing, surprise, surprise, about this whole thing is just the entire second segment with the alien. I fucking hated it. <laughs> and I, I was certain that that would be something you liked. Yeah, well, I guess, full I guess of I'm surprises. Wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you want the grades? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to grade each segment. I figured you and would. And then the, on the whole, I have I learned. figured you would do it this way. So segment one, the ninth circle, mm-hmm. B minus. I'm about there with you. I enjoyed it. Uh, segment two, the alien segment's an F. It's an F. It's just, it's I, not even a D minus. It's an F. <laughs> it's an F. I didn't hate it. I gave it a C. I hate it. Uh, and segment three, Terrifier. This this was the hardest one for me to grade because... Of it was so good till the end. There's so much things I do like in it, you know? Right. And, you know, I like the performance, like I yeah, said. But the end was so like, bad that it took away a lot, a lot of it. I know, it did, man. It just if the so ending rough. was our ending, I might give it a B plus. But it wasn't. It wasn't our the ending we suggested. And what do you, what do you grade it? I'm gonna honestly, I, I gotta go a C, and that's pushing it. Okay, for me, it's a D. All right, because it just it just and put it's, a sour the ending was just so like, unnecessarily. It was just unnecessary. It didn't need to be that mm-hmm. way. And pro- it was just gore for the sake of gore, which is not a thing I like. Yes, me too. And then prologue epilogue stuff. I that liked. I liked. A lot. I graded that as a C. I, I I'm gonna give that a B. Okay. And my final grade for everything overall, this film, All Hallows Eve, is a D plus. I gave it a C. Okay, that's fair. A C, and uh, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do the other terrifiers eventually. And I, I gave those higher grades, obviously. But um, I think you need to see this one first, though, because if you didn't see this first and then you watch it, like uh, like um, my friend Tracy did, and uh, yeah, you will. Not like it, and you will be like, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> I think, but we'll, we'll we'll see. So again, you know, I think Art the Clown's an interesting character, but I still need to know why. Yeah, and probably not gonna get that for a while because <laughs> look at you know, but you look at all the other slashers, you know, there's a backstory, there's a reason why. You know, What's Freddy, Freddy Michael Myers, he's trying yeah. to get his kill his sister, but it's not his sister. That happened later, and then it wasn't. Don't ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) He's just just personified evil. He's coming home, though. Yeah. 
I guess. It was his house. Yeah. It was his territory. House. She did live there. Fucking babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's still a story to it. Yeah. Has, no, know, there, there's much more story. Obviously, everybody knows Jason and Freddy's anthologies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, and even Chucky, who's a doll, is the manifestation of that old serial killer. You know? Yeah, I Charles mean, Lee Ray. Yeah, Charles Lee Ray. That's right. So, I mean, yeah, it just, I, I will watch the next ones. It's not like I dislike this so much. I'm never going to watch anything with Art the Clown again. No, no I'll watch them. Yeah, the, the, these movies we review are not going to always be movies that we like. No. <laughs> They'll be movies that are topical or or movies that you guys like and we want to see why you like them. And sometimes we'll agree, sometimes we'll disagree. And I think in this one we disagreed. I think I liked it a little bit, a lot more than Ryan oh, you did. Definitely like it more than me. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how the other two go. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be movies that he gets me to watch that I'm like, eh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Town of Dreaded Sundown. You didn't like it. Didn't like it one bit. I like it. But I like the sequel or the prequel. Did you see it? I have not. Oh, I think you will like okay. that. Okay. That is exactly what I thought the town of Dread, Son of Dread, the town that dreaded sundown was gonna be. Okay, just a classic slasher movie. There were some cool kills in it, based on a real story. The other one just seemed kind of like a comedy from the '60s, like sitcom or something. <laughs> I, I, I didn't dig it. I liked it. I could see. I could see like my dad or grandpa like you know like. <laughs> It just seemed like something you would watch and on you, basic TV. <laughs> you know, it was just there. You know what else your dad or your grandpa wouldn't like? Was that Terrifier? <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, and again, you know, I, I kind of trashed this thing a little, but there were parts of it I thought were very enjoyable. Right so, on. Um, you know, I give credit when it's due. Okay. It's just four bad endings, though, out of four, is is rough. So. Don't know what we're going to do next week. It might be another one of the terrifying movies. It might be not. It might not be. I need a break from that. All right, so it won't be. There you go. <laughs> I need a palate so, cleanser. I will. I will go see David Howard Thornton. I will give you guys a, an update on how that went. Uh, post pictures and video. Speaking of video, we got a laptop. We got this like weird looking microphone thing that we hook up to the laptop. We got an account on. Um, some of the, was a Streamyard. So we're going to be streaming live on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So you could see why we have the face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I think YouTube seems like it's like a little bit more. You know, people like to watch videos a lot. So we're gonna do that. But we're gonna still keep the audio thing going. I'll have Eric turn the video into audio and then put it on Spotify like we've been doing, and maybe branch out into iTunes eventually once I figure that out. It's baby steps, baby steps. But speaking of baby steps, again after reviewing where where we started, where we are. We've made quite a bit of baby steps, and I think this thing is getting getting a lot better, and I hope you guys think so too. And uh, just let us know in the comments what you think, what you would like to see us review in the future, or ranking lists, or just anything you'd like to see us do. And now we have the capability of bringing guests in a little easier than we did with uh, like we did with Bobby on uh, Facebook Live, and it was a little clunky. And this works a lot easier, so we'll see how that goes. And yeah. And like the great Ice-T once said when he was in the band Body Count, there goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood! You big dildo. Eat your fucking slot. Okay, so we got the return of the Dildo of the Week segment. Uh, As you guys may be aware, a couple days ago, was it yesterday? It was yesterday as we record this, the great Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik, the king of Twitter, if you follow his Twitter account, Pretty much. Some, some gold on there. He passed away, 
So, 82 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Lived a long life, especially for somebody that did as much drugs as that guy. He took as many bumps, but he didn't take any later. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> it was funny, WrestleMania 17, they said he had to win because he couldn't go over the top. That's right, I did hear that. Yeah. Even by then, he couldn't take a bump. But yeah, the great, the great Iron Sheik, and his favorite thing in the world to do was to trash Hulk Hogan. The among, jabroni Hulk Hogan. Amongst others. Yeah, but but Hulk Hogan was his favorite. He was probably his most common target, <laughs> but I think he was the most brutal. And it was like weird, the new Sheiky persona. He was doing a shoot interview, and do you remember the first dude he just shot on and buried? Well, I, I don't know, Jared? B. Brian Blair. B. Brian Blair. Yeah, no, the, he doesn't like that guy. He hated him the most. <laughs> but he'd always put a caveat and be like, his partner jumping Jim Bronzel, great guy, but fuck the B. Brian Blair. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> jumping Jim Brunzel from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good guy, but fuck the B, Brian. <laughs> That's what he did, like with Jared too. Yes. He was like, Jared, Jared, your dad was a great guy. You, you a fucking asshole. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Hulk Hogan will be our dildo of the week, and not not that I really have anything greatly against Hulk Hogan, but just I figured we'd honor Iron Sheik and call the the jabroni the jabroni Hulk Hogan out one more time. Yeah. For Iron Sheik, in Iron Sheik, fuck him in his ass, break his back, make him humble, make him humble, humble, humble. <laughs> I make you humble. I fuck you in your ass. I make you humble. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Sheiky baby. <laughs> his rants were so good. And, and um, and, and through the the miracle of technology, I'll I'll, I'll try to get something on there. Of him uh, trashing Hogan. Oh, he hated the fucking Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you didn't like that guy. (laughs) I didn't like him either. (laughs) I I was looking at something. There's a shoot interview with this fucking Motley crew, and you've probably seen it. And if you haven't seen it, you guys need to see it. It's New Jack, Iron Sheik, and Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it was one of the best. They're drunk and high, and they're fucked up, and they're just going off. But he was talking about kicking Warrior's ass. With Persian clubs and shit like back in the day, I believe it because Warrior wouldn't be able to do shit to that guy. No. you know when he could walk. You no. know, yeah, that's and, the thing too. Uh, somebody was talking about this. You know when the Sheik used to use those clubs. And yeah, you have to be insanely strong to work those things. Th- there's only two people I know of that can do them. Yeah, him and Bob Backlund, and Bob Backlund can still do them. She could do it. even once he could yeah. take a bump. He could right. still do them as long mm-hmm. as he could stand up. <laughs> and the, the Sheik, he was a. He, 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 he was an Olympian, an Olympic wrestler. He was uh, the king of Iran or something. Like he was his bodyguard. Yeah, he was his like bodyguard. Be- the guy before the Ayatollah. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. Kamini. The I think Ayatollah right. Kamini? Of, of rock and roll? No, not the no, Ayatollah not of rock Chris and roll. <laughs> but uh, we just did the Terrifier thing. He, he's in Terrifier too, just Chris Jericho is. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> the Ayatollah of rock and roll. But yeah, no, we just wanted to do that because a, a, a lot of people send me messages. They... When we don't do the dildo of the week, they get pissed. So I figured we could kill two birds with one stone. I honor the Iron Sheik and tell Hulk Hogan one more time that, one, he's a big dildo, and fuck the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because without the Iron Sheik, Hulkamania wouldn't have took wouldn't off have the way it did because he put him over. He put him over and... On my not, birthday, but January not, 23rd. Not only go. did he put him over, he was offered... Ten thousand dollars to break his leg from, from Vern Gagne. That's who, right. Vern Gagne, who, who um, Iron Sheik had great respect for. He, mm-hmm. he called him his coach. He didn't yeah. call, you know, not his employer. He treated him like you would any other wrestling coach, mm-hmm. and he was a mentor to him. And he really wanted, but he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But he, he could have did it, 
And Hogan would, again, oh, Hogan wouldn't do shit. Because Sheik yeah. was a tough motherfucker, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, alright, that'll be the episode for this week. And the dildo of the week, Hulk Hogan. Alright, and we are out of here. That's it, my